Hello and welcome to episode four of Talk Richmond, a podcast hosted by Richmond Council and hosted by me, Councillor Jim Millard. Our local businesses are at the heart of our community and the COVID-19 pandemic has presented them with huge and extraordinary challenges. Today, we'll be discussing this as well as the importance of shopping locally so that our beloved shops, restaurants, cafes, gyms and other retailers in the borough can bounce back and continue to bring people together. Uh, joining me today is Vicky Anstey, the founder of the Barwork Studio in Richmond and the UK's leading bar expert. I'm putting on my leg warmers as we speak. And Emma Robinson, the town centre manager for bars. Hi, Emma. Hi, Vicky. Ideally, we would be doing this in the council's luxury uh, recording facilities, uh, which is actually <laughs> just another room, but it's the least echoey room we found. And they've got some nice microphones, but they're, they're still waiting. So wait until Corona is behind us before we can start using those. So obviously we're moving out of lockdown now yeah. to what we're calling the new normal. But my son hates that phrase. He doesn't like yeah. calling it the new normal. He wants to call it the continue calling it temporary weirdness, which I think is also <laughs> a very good name for it. I so, like that. Um, like yes. that. I'm with him. First of all, I, I have to admit my knowledge of the workout bar is pretty non-existent, as um, anyone who's seen me dance will attest. But I just want to, could you tell me a bit about what it involves and how you became the UK's leading bar expert? Yeah, so uh, bar is, is kind of a form of modified ballet training. So um, I, I quite often will draw people's attention to the physique of a male or female ballet dancer and sort of that highlights really what... Uh, the rigours of their physical training produce in, in terms of, you know, physique, balance, posture, etc. And bar is essentially sort of the strength and conditioning component of ballet. So it's not really ballet as such. You're not, although we do run ballet classes, but bar specifically is, um, is much more about the kind of the strength and conditioning that goes behind a dancer's ability to put to perform. I can feel my posture improving just listening to you. I'm sure everyone <laughs> listening is the same. They're sitting up a bit better, letting their neck be free and all this stuff. And Emma, you became town centre manager for Barnes Community Association back in 2012. Is that right? I did, yes. A very happy eight years of my life. Wow. Can you tell us a bit about what your role involves? Okay, so it's a very, very broad role, and that's one of the things I love about it, it ranging from talking to local retailers about the challenges they face and seeing what I can do to support them, through to far, fairly major projects to look at what we can do to make Barnes a destination and drive in um, visitors, bring footfall in to use our local shops and our local businesses. We are very fortunate, I think, in Barnes to have a significant number of independent businesses. In fact, I think one of the highest number of independences in, in the country, of towns in the country. So um, we're in a very fortunate position. And, and I think that makes that gives us a unique offer and makes the challenges we face quite special um, in terms of, of, of how we can support those businesses to survive, make sure that we continue when we have empty sites to bring in more independent businesses that will add to our offer. And, and it's probably fair to say we're doing quite a good job of that at the moment. When the government announced the lockdown, what, what were some of your concerns initially for your business? Well, I have in the in the 10 years of operating, I would close my business for three days a year at Christmas and New Year. And so for 10 years, I hadn't shut the doors for any more than a day or two days at a time. So that was a huge deal for me. And it was a pretty emotional thing on that Friday evening to have to go and lock the doors with no idea when I'd be able to reopen them. 
that was really hard. And, you know, it's a business that I've built up from scratch um, that I set up during a recession in 2009. So I guess that initial phase was, a, it was kind of, it was very emotional to begin with, but then kind of quite heady and just, well, we're all in this kind of crazy situation together. So, you know, I remember the first time that I went to the supermarket with a legitimate need to actually buy food and toilet roll. And I've been working so hard to try and, um, you know, move my business operations online that I kind of hadn't really clocked the reality of what was going on in the outside world. And I was shocked when I got there to find, you know, the only fresh fruit I could buy were grapefruits and there was no toilet roll and you couldn't buy more than one bag of pasta. And it, I mean, that was like a real wake up call. You know, I was so sort of immersed in the immediate situation of like, how am I going to keep paying my bills and um, and my staff? So, yeah, huge, like, I guess the whole thing's just been is such a cliche, isn't it? But like such a roller coaster, really, just like one day to the next one week to the next. Businesses in Barnes have certainly not had it easy over the past 18 months with Hammersmith Bridge closing to motor traffic and then with COVID-19. Um, so how has Barnes changed over the last 18 months? Well, uh, the last 18 months have been significantly challenging for Barnes. In April 19, uh, Hammersmith Bridge closed to vehicle traffic and the whole community, businesses and residents went into a state of shock. Uh, our transport routes were stopped, our bus routes stopped. Uh, elderly people couldn't get over the bridge, their friends and family and uh, to hospitals and GP surgeries over there. And um, and life really significantly had to change. Our business community uh, suffered straight away from a, a significant drop in footfall. Barnes is a, in a fortunate position in that we're just over Hammersmith Bridge, so we're very close to a lot of the West London um, communities of Notting Hill and South Ken and West Ken and residents from those areas would regularly pop over to Barnes for an evening or for lunch and obviously that stopped and uh, and these businesses have had to find ways of surviving by adapting their model and looking at ways of drawing in local residents and and changing the services that they provide. You know I've been doing what I can to support them where I can trying to help them think about new ways of working. We've we've launched a home delivery service uh, so people can people who are isolated or people who are staying at home can can actually continue to use local shops without having to go down to the high street. And obviously the grants that have been provided um, through the council from the chancellor have made a significant difference to our businesses over the last few months. But there are significant challenges ahead. And I'm fascinated by this, Vicky. You were on Channel 4's uh, TV programme, SAS, Who Dares Wins? That's that right, right, yes. Yeah. That sounds amazing. It's like a, a t about testing people to their limits, taking them through gruelling mental and physical challenges, basically rep replicating the SAS selection process. Exactly, yeah. That is so impressive. And I mean, <laughs> just in the current context, how did that prepare you for managing a business through a pandemic? Wow. Well, uh, yeah, I definitely had to draw on my resilience, I have to say. Um, it w that was an amazing experience. And actually, I got to participate in the first ever series that included women. So that was a real privilege. And um, yeah, super proud of, of that whole process, really, and where I got to in that process. And it was just an extraordinary opportunity to learn I guess, you know, primarily what I'm capable of physically and mentally, um, but also, you know, to learn from some of the most incredible um, individuals with, with, you know, decades of 
um, SAS service behind them. You know, obviously every, everyone's been through a really tough time and we continue to go through a tough time right now. It's certainly not over yet, is it? But um, yeah, I guess just that that notion of taking each day as it comes and taking taking things one step at a time and yeah, just kind of digging deep and being gritty about things is making tough decisions as well. So yeah, there's been a lot of lot of things I, I could I could draw from that experience for sure. The council recently completed a business survey with businesses in the borough on the impacts of COVID-19. 90% of respondents said that they'd been impacted negatively by the pandemic, which is hardly surprising. And we're now in the recovery phase, but the road ahead is still uncertain. What are some of the key challenges facing the businesses that you work with over the next few months? I think the, I think the major challenge of all businesses is how they can draw in bringing customers but keep them safe at the same time. So they need the footfall to bring in the generate the income so they can pay their, their business rates and their rents. But equally, they need to make sure that their customers are safe. And that's a challenge that we have within the local businesses, but also also outside the local businesses on the street. So we want we want people on our pavements, but equally we want them to be at a safe distance from each other. I think we see on the ground the reality of the results that the council have seen in their survey. So it has been a tough few months and uh, many businesses getting in touch with me saying, how am I going to pay my rent? You know, how, I'm going, how am I going to survive over the next few months? But the evidence in Barnes suggests that they have survived and some of them have actually adapted and are doing quite well now. And you know, we've got an example of a, of a cafe on Church Road called And Feast who stayed open throughout, uh, whilst many of our cafes closed, he stayed open, he kept his business open throughout um, the lockdown period and just adapted it to meet the government um, guidelines and has, has done well out of it, being a, being you know in a minority of coffee shops that actually stayed open. Inevitably, his custom increased and, uh, and the residents um, valued the fact that he had um, gone out of his way to stay open. We, we pretty much overnight moved to having to create, build our own online platform. Um, and I'm very lucky to have a friend who is pretty IT adept. And uh, so he was able to help with that. And we started recording um, live classes and streaming them. And yeah, it was a very manual, laborious, technically complicated process. And you know, obviously, I, I went into the business of what I do at Barworks as fitness instructor and someone with a drive to setting up my own studio. Through that process, I've obviously become a business owner, although I, you know, rarely actually think of myself that way. And now I'm like an IT guru and a COVID compliance officer as well. It's just, you know, my whole kind of role and... Um, career has just like changed um overnight and having to get my head around you know it and technology that it doesn't come naturally to me at all it's been it's been you know there have literally been nights of tearing your hair out so now we we're kind of we're obviously back in the studio to a certain degree now although um on a restricted um basis in terms of how many clients were, were able to to take in the studio but also you know it, it it costs me a lot more to run a class on that basis. And I'm also very reluctant to kind of reopen on the same basis as, as we did previously, because what if we go into another lockdown? Um, you know, I don't want everyone to suddenly kind of 
dive straight back into the studio and then we've got a task on our hands again to try and encourage people to go back online and train so we're trying to kind of keep that hybrid model going and we're tweaking it and um, adding things and and changing things and listening to our clients to understand what their needs are but it's a very difficult time of year as well and I think there's a sort of an assumption that you know oh well we're back and small businesses are now open for the majority and so life is returning to some kind of normal but Actually, I think this is the hardest phase, if I'm honest, because um, I think most businesses would say, you know, they are operating at a loss as a means to kind of keep making steps forward. And that's certainly true for us. It's, it's tough. I appreciate that. And, you know, from my experience as well, I think one of the things about running a small or medium sized business is you've absolutely put your finger on, you know, the, 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 the one of the things that's a challenge, but also a joy is the, the degree to which you have to sort of learn and master loads of new things sometimes yeah. that are thrown yeah. at you. And yeah. that ability to and desire to be flexible and resourceful and adapt is so impressive. And I think no one knows what the future holds. Um, how businesses in Barnes preparing if a potential second lockdown, and no one's saying that's going to happen, but if it were to happen? Well, I think I think if it happens again, we have the benefit of hindsight of the learnings that we've had over the last few months. And I think everyone will be ready to cope with it much more calmly than we did when obviously it was imposed on us initially. And the businesses have all um, adapted with the PPE. They've got their track and trace um, systems in place where where appropriate. And um, and I would you know feel quite confident that we would be ready to deal with whatever's thrown at us because it can't really be. <laughs> um any worse than it has been or maybe that's not true maybe it can be a lot worse than it has been but it's been it's been they've been a tough few months and i think i think we're we're kind of ready to face what happens next the council's launched a shop local campaign to encourage residents to spend their money locally and with independent businesses shopping locally is all about supporting locally owned businesses that employ local workers and serve local consumers this is now obviously more important than ever to help our businesses recover from lockdown what do you think are some of the biggest benefits of shopping locally well i mean we have been obviously we talked about the closure of hammersmith bridge and in barnes we've we've had a, a shop local campaign running since since the bridge closed pretty much um, because we really do recognise the the significance of of it and and of making it work, and we will be um, we're working with the council on how we can incorporate what we've already done into the into the council wide campaign, so we can be part of the the bigger borough initiative. But it is incredibly important. I mean, as 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 residents, um, I know what we all value about our local communities is the fact that we can pop out and pick up a newspaper or a cup of coffee and have a wander around the shops. And our businesses, our local businesses, really are at the heart of our community, and they influence. Our choice of where we live, they influence our property prices, how how we bring up where we bring up our children, the lives that our children have in the community, and so they are a fundamental part of our lives. And I think um, residents realise that if they don't support the local businesses, then they then they won't survive, and the community will significantly change. And getting that message across is is um, is, a, is an important one. And I think one of all of us town centre managers have have this challenge on a daily basis of reminding. Um, residents of the importance of supporting their local businesses or potentially losing them and, and obviously at a time like this it's even more important than ever. What you've talked about is really inspiring. Have you got any advice for other small to medium sized businesses? I think uh, it does boil down to um, community. One of the things that, that we did quite early on was to invest heavily 
no finance involved, just lots of lots of emotion and time in our client WhatsApp group. So we we've always had a WhatsApp group for any client that wants to be involved and receive notifications and 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 it's just a forum for people to kind of share how um, tough the class was or you know anything like that. And and that became a thriving community and it was such an amazing thing every day people sending messages of, of support not just to us but to each other helping each other out you know one of our clients had to self-isolate fully self-isolate through the whole of lockdown a lady who's in her 70s with with um respiratory problems and you know people were offering to take things around to her house for her and leave them at, at her doorstep and you know it just became the community of the barworks community became a much stronger thing because of lockdown so i think it's things like that that don't cost you any money whatsoever if you can invest in those things and yeah and kind of develop those those communities a sense of family and and belonging then they're the things that really really matter in the long run oh, that's great that's great really good advice and you know it's so important to us as, as a as a councillor but also as a resident you know i just think we value our local independent businesses so much it's such an important part of what makes our community so special and we really want you to survive we want to support you get through this and move on to pastures new in the future yeah. let's look forward to those sunday uplands Thank you. It matters a great deal. And, it, and you know, as a small business owner, I am aware of it, but it is getting through to us as well, which is a lovely thing. You kind of, you, we do feel supported. Um, so we're, we're very grateful for that. It's been fascinating to chat to both Vicky and Emma. It's clear that businesses in Richmond up on Thames have had to work incredibly hard in recent months to adapt to government guidelines and to be able to open again. Sadly, many of our businesses will be facing an uncertain future, and so we must play our part in supporting local, independent businesses and the great people like Vicky and Emma who make them so unique. In the next episode, we'll be discussing going back to school and the measures taken to make sure it's safe. For further information on the topics discussed, check out the show notes below. If you have any questions, email us on talk at richmond.gov.uk. Please do subscribe and why not review? Five stars always welcome. I'm Jim Millard. Thanks for listening. Listener.